So hey guys, uh, today I have very exciting guest with me, uh, Santosh Panda. He is the founder and CEO of Xlara. So uh, as you have, uh, everyone probably might might have heard of Xlara. It's a SaaS platform for online business, event ticketing, and membership management and payment gateway. So Xlara was an early entrant in the space, uh, like event space, event ticketing space in 2008, and they started as an event registration software. But uh, after helping about a hundred thousand, more than hundred thousand users with that, they they grew into a lot of uh, and started doing a lot of stuff, and uh, which helped small businesses grow their revenue and uh, solve their business needs through the platform. And uh, so currently, Xlara is now a multi-product business, and uh, Xlara is actually Santosh's third attempt to start a business, as mentioned on his LinkedIn. So yeah, so welcome Santosh on the podcast. Thank you so much, Sunil and Abhilash. Yeah, and uh, today I have Abhilash also with me. Abhilash is a customer success manager at MoEngage, and uh, so me and Abhilash are going to ask uh, talk with Santosh about his early days at Xtara and what it has been to So welcome, Abhilash. Thanks, Sunil. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Santosh, as well to the podcast. Uh, Santosh, like, I quickly uh, just wanted to start with uh, how exactly did you come up with the idea of Explara? Yeah, so the Explara idea came um, from an observation that when I used to when I started, right before that, I was part of the eBay team in London, and uh, as part of the eBay team, we were part of the developer community. So there was Skype, there was PayPal, and I was part of the eBay sales team. Not sales team, it is a technology team attached to create seller rewards program or a project uh, at eBay. And we used to go out to a lot of events. Uh, we were hosting a lot of events too. And London is a place where a lot of tech events used to happen. I'm talking about 2006-7. So in my small notebook that I had wrote, saying what are the ideas that to be exploring when I start the business, the third idea was, in fact, um, an event. Right, and in the meantime, uh, whenever I used to switch on radios and all that in the uh, London, there are Sunrise Radio and all, where you know I kind of kept on hearing people looking for venues or you know there are some announcement around Asia, Asians uh, there, right? So that stuck me saying, okay, what's happening in India? I had already kind of like you know failed in two. I was just looking out for the third idea and seeing what's happening in uh, back in India, and then I realized that um, an event. There are not much software at play, and there is still a you know India is it was India 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 was still way way behind in terms of software. But somehow you know as they say right a problem is going to attract you. We are not going to you know decide what you're going to do, but uh, somehow a problem going to attract you. So event attracted my attention, and I said okay let me jump into that and start uh, looking at this industry. Awesome, that that sounds exciting. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, so Santosh, as a as a CEO, as a CEO at Explara, so what does your typical day look like? So, um, I start my day a little bit uh, late. Actually, I'm not a early starter to office. So, I start early to on my day as a yoga in the morning, and then I get to uh, finish up a couple of work before I start from home itself. Couple of emails or quick, uh, you know, quick take a look at the support charts. You know, chat mainly. I I love looking at our customer support chat. What are the queries being asked? What are the questions being answered, and all that. And then I start. I reach office by 10, 10:30, 10:30 to 10:45, max. And then I go. And this is my perfect time to walk. In fact, 
5 stretch all the way to 8:45 and i get my best timings between 6 to 8:45 which is quiet so i can finish up whatever i have to do tomorrow i'll just you know prepare that ground and then go home uh, you know happily without having anything back in the mind saying what i should do so that's the schedule that i follow generally uh, 10:45 to 8:45 that's interesting and i i really saw i really liked about uh, this thing about uh, when i went to the hr website and uh, you know it uh, i got a message from you from your name so that really means a lot and uh, as a customer also when i'm when i'm visiting the platform and the ceo i am getting a message directly from the ceo so that 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 adds a lot so you know i think you know as a team we've been benefited by that uh, you know once we go through the discussion we will i will be very passionate to talk about customer support i think that's one of the area that we as a team are very passionate about building relationship and networking with people to hear them out right and uh, so sometimes like when you are building explora way uh, back in 2008 so uh, did you when you are growing right so did you focus a lot on building the product first and then uh like and then let the product market itself or did you actually hire a marketing and sales team and you know acquire those customers early and then uh, build the product based on those step feedback and stuff like that so which way did you go to the early days yeah in in my case uh, i was lucky that i was in the earliest in the twitter you know uh, in india's diaspora uh as early as 2008 march i joined and so by the time you know we started the product we did a small prototype we just did a little bit of thing went to um, you know so i had a one sales guy though we went out and demonstrated to the you know two or three people the event host and we figured out but they were not very sure whether they used the product or not more than that what i did is i started finding out people on twitter who were already the bar camp host um you know or some sort of early event organizers in india scenario right people were doing already um, bar camps and meetups and uh, you know small small event host i reached out to them saying hey there is a new one we're doing it how about it right so that kind of like got a lot of people kind of interesting saying hey somebody is reaching out talking about it while my sales guys were going on existing businesses i even i do today i wanted to go out to new people new age people who were pretty much on a new network um you know as a twitter and kind of approached them and talked about it so i could get them on the platform to say hey let me see how it works um you know so that's how i did it so it was a combined approach to use sales uh, outbound sales and and a bit of word of mouth which we continue to do that in fact even today yeah but uh, let's say if you have to give if you have to really choose between let's say 50 and 49 So was it really fifty one for product or fifty one for uh, building product or fifty one for building marketing and sales team? No, I think fifty one for the product. It's the product to scale, oh, okay. and then everything else uh, teamed up around that. Right, and so and again, so after uh, so we you started focusing on product, building the product first, and uh, then reaching out, then building the sales and marketing team to reach out to new businesses. and uh, stuff like that so how did you so when did you know uh, and how did you achieve the product your product market so initially we were not you know i'm talking about 2008 when you know, when between 2008 9 10 we had a disaster time in india because we were the first few guys in the payment space i'm talking about the days where cc avenue and ebs were the two payment companies right today we all celebrate billion dollar uh, pay, you know billion dollar payment companies but when i started there were only two companies where you have to apply for days and days to get a payment 
so we kind of you know struggled initially to get even product market fit because everybody who came to explora and started using the product they said oh i have so many payment failures your product might have issues so you had to educate the market so much saying that no no this is nothing to do with our thing we've given you a transactional capability but there is a payment gateway associated so we were very worried saying are we going to lose the market slot just because you know the market doesn't know what how a payment uh, gateway works i had to go out and talk about it write a lot of customer support articles write um, you know on those days next big what is to be called uh, plugged in so i had to write on plugged in and to the market that look this is what event registration software is this is what payment gateway so we didn't get product market fit and we had a lot of customers who came in expecting certain things which we we didn't have right they were expecting that we would uh, you know promote in uh, various places we would do everything we will come on the day of the event to do xyz which was not the case so we didn't get that right in 2008 because 8 we only first time launched around end of 8 september and in 9 we kind of struggled to see who are the best money customers we can benchmark right so the entire 2009 went in understanding what is the key pain point that we should address fast and because we were also building a product very early days those days ux and ui was also struggling because not many people were found in this scenario in the indian scene so we had to iterate a right. couple of times quickly and build product features to see whether this is what you mean by so to the only in 2010 i think it took almost a two years for us to realize yeah this is now what it is which attracting people when they say about it to another event host they say oh let me see if they have, if they are offering all these things great i'll go for it so that's where we realized the product market fit is there interesting and uh, so you told me that uh, you had uh, you had a lot of early challenges so and my my next question is based on that so so what are, what were those early challenges or what were those uh, disaster moments that you faced for explara uh, like when you mentioned about that you know uh, people are not educated about uh, in the market about this kind of platform so uh, again you gave a good example that uh, uh, for for payment failures they were blaming explara and not uh, the payment gateway because people didn't know that Uh, you know the payment gateway and the event platform are two separate entities for them it's just one because uh, let's say they are seeing explara and that is which is redirecting to the payment gateway so i think it was a common uh, misunderstanding then so this is like one uh, disaster you mentioned like what are some other disaster which yeah. happened and so 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 one is the payment the second one is uh, you know when you are putting when you are using online as a mechanism right because you know e-commerce when if you look at e-commerce was not even there yet right the only couple of companies who were using you know merchandise to sell it out online and all so a lot of times the customer both the buyers and the sellers uh, both the event host and the attendees had they were very apprehensive about saying oh am i going to buy but will my money will be returned refunded if i do it uh, i have come to know about this event on explara but can i buy offline so he said you know why would you buy offline if you are offering, offering online uh so and so the so the trust issue right because very 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 important was that can i trust this event host is it going to happen are you sure you know them and to be honest we don't know each and every event host you know we only got to know them when they got to um, find our product and they use the product otherwise we don't know about their their business their uh, how good they are and so there is a trust factor which impacted which we thought you know what this market is going to be very very difficult to build the trust to become the platform to trust between both right as an event host can i trust you to 
uh, to make sure that my money is safe. As an attendee, can I trust you that I go I go to the event house which is not going to cheat, which is going to run run away from my money? Those are the two prime ones. And the third one came as we were building out is that a lot of event hosts who uh, you know started using the platform later on couldn't scale because you know they thought that they are going to make a lot of money out of the online, but the trust was still building up. So a lot of people were still uh, doing offline, and there were there were a lot of assets of conversions and uh, money that they were able to make. So we also struggled saying that you know what, if people are not going to succeed, we will not succeed. Uh, if, if the event host is not going to come back and do the event again, where do we go back to retain them and make money out of it? So those are the three top things that almost derailed us in the initial days. And and I am very glad that you know you uh, and the company Explora like you know overcome these challenges, uh, these challenges, and now it became what it what it is now. So uh, again, so when you started in 2008, so 2008 until 2010 or 11, you were still struggling and you had all these uh, all these problems and you were facing these challenges. And then you overcame it, and then you achieved a product market fit. And then I read on your website that you know in in 2012, as compared to 2011, you achieved like a 600 percent mega growth. So was it? Uh, so what was the main reason behind it? Like you know, what was was it you know overcoming these challenges and achieving product market fit, or was it something else? Or uh, like what was the whole uh, idea? Or what was the whole driving factor behind that hyper growth? Yeah. So you know, after the product market fit is done, we were able to attract a lot of inbound, and the outbound sales was also you know established. What happened is, till then we had a small uh, you know size customers, right? You know, the the customer would be a small uh, entity or a freelancer or a two people team. But as they came to the platform, a lot of big businesses started looking at it and saying, "Wow, if these guys can do use Explora to host events." Why am I not doing it? Am I going to miss the bus of you know building a brand and building a much efficient uh, you know event operation? So we could win a couple of large scale customers who came in, and which impacted the highest growth ever. Uh, in fact, it just skyrocketed from there. The hockey stick started from there. In fact, uh, because of uh, medium to large scale customers came in, and uh, they they were. Pretty much, much better awareness from you know versus the small scale individuals that we had to train them for many years. They knew how the system works. They had bigger operations, so they were uh, risk proof. They had bigger brand of events, so they could attract uh, higher conversions. Right? They had an operation to make sure that we are able to train them and retain them. So I think that that contributed to the growth. And uh, so there were again you told a lot of uh, a lot about many factors uh, which were contributing towards that hyper growth. But let's say which which one do you think is like the topmost uh, factor which affected it the most? Like which, is it uh, you know building the product which is solving these uh, challenges or was it uh, you know uh, acquiring those uh, large uh, companies you know as compared to small and medium businesses? So if you had to assign like one main reason. ग्रेसिव एक्विजिशन फॉर लार्ज स्केल कस्टमर्स दैट वी गॉड इन दिस इंटरेस्टिंग
Santosh, like you mentioned your entire journey from how exactly you started out where you had initial challenges and how exactly you achieved product market fit and also a few uh, growth, uh, key growth uh, metrics where uh, you've seen, because of those, uh, you've seen Explorer grow. Like, I just wanted to generally understand, like, what piece of advice would you give to early stage startup CEOs, like people who are just starting out, so that they can learn uh, from your experiences? Yeah, I think the, you know, for all of us who are either in the startup working or starting up, I think the fundamental thing is uh, whether we speculate a need or whether we um, think there is a need, right? Uh, we found a need. I think we need to go back to customers time and again. I think we shouldn't just assume that just because I found out a problem, just, you know, the solution is going to be good enough or the solution is going to be stable enough. Now I will, you know, the, sol- the problem is there, but I'm not ready to pay the, for the solution. So I think the first foremost fundamentals is go and talk to a couple of ideal customers or, or you think they are my prospective customers. So speak to them. That's the first fundamental thing, thing that you do. Second, you know, we need to be always aware that uh, you cannot just, uh, you know, sort of think that you need to skyrocket the growth right then and there. You know, focus on the initial 30 to 40 customers that you're going to bring in multiple ways using your own word of mouth, network, outbound sales, digital marketing, whatever you do, but do use three to four things. Nobody's asking you to scale in the initial days. Nobody's even you know, thinking about which channel is optimized. So don't put all your basket on you know, outbound sales or don't put all your baskets on digital marketing or some other growth hacks per se. I would say try three to four because you, that is going to get you the variety of customers that you're going to re- bring to your platform. And then when you figure out what's working, what's not working, you will have an ideal set of customers to optimize saying, when I bring from outbound sales, I seem to be hitting large paying, large check paying customers. Or when I'm getting from inbound uh, marketing muscles, I think I seem to be getting customers who are very well versed with the technology as such, right? So identifying your initial set of prospective users who could be and gathering that feedback uh, and, and then building the product. Second, when you build the product and now you're able to ready for sell, use minimum two to three to four channels to attract customers, to bring customers or to win customers. And then you find out what's the right model for you to grow from 40 to let's say 400 or 40 to 100. That's how I generally uh, intend that startups will find the best product market fit and best model to grow their business from where they are to the next stage. Perfect. That actually helps uh, understand how exactly someone who's starting out can probably look at acquiring users and also building their product. Another uh, insight that I would like to ask you is, uh, like from a CEO's perspective, how do you uh, make sure that the entire team uh, who's working with you is aligned to the vision of the product or the vision of the company? Like, uh, is there something specifically that you do to basically get uh, rally the entire team so everybody works towards one single goal? Sure. So, you know, these days we do OKR, so it's much easier. And about way back in four or five years, there were no OKR, right? Uh, I, I, but I'm a big fan of mind maps, uh, mind map tools, and I'm a big fan of uh, two ways. One is customer-driven uh, product development, right? Where you know what five to four to five customers have are willing, or we have seen them having problems. 
or willing to pay for your next iterations and product features or benefit that you're going to help them. So that's one. Second is you always have to benchmark your uh, uh, you know your offering to your competitor offering. So in terms of what value they are giving, that you are you might be missing it out. You you may not be offering in the same way that they are doing it, but that's going to give you an insight saying. Why is this being liked, uh, you know, by customers, or why is this a needed feature for customers? So, one customer is going to tell you your existing customers are going to tell you. So, you are retaining your customers and doing it. Second, you using, uh, you know, your competitors' benchmark to say how can I outperform or do it better. Okay, and third is as a team, you have your mind map to say, hey, look, this is a way that we intend to go. Or basically, roadmap, which is where we need to be see ourselves in the next two years minimum. And if you now, you know, put these two buckets in your mind map or roadmap, you would see these are something that is matching with our kind of vision, you know. And and that's going to inspire people to say, okay, let's think what else the customer, you know, could be solved or could could help in in doing their business better. So those are the three frameworks that we used to uh, use earlier. Now also, those are the framework that helps us to design the product uh, ahead. But I think with an OKR, it becomes much more easier because you say, "Hey, this is the fundamental, uh, you know, objective of the company that we are all rallying behind it." And you tell us what we sh- you should do, uh, you know, to, to or you bring your own OKR aligning with a goal a growth proposition. So that's how we do. Perfect. That was very insightful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank. You. And uh, Santosh, like uh, from what Explara has been in the past to uh, scaling growth, what do you think is next for Explara? Like, what is the next phase for Explara? Yeah, so I think you know from an Explara point of view, uh, we always wanted to build a platform that uh, you know that is uh, extension of what we have um, you know learned over the years. I think we as a team, we could launch into the online digital or digital space using picketing as a uh, you know mechanism we didn't go to e-commerce but it could be called a digital commerce as such now so having an expertise over the years to handle uh, digital transactions payment processing um, you know thousands of customers query and support and and helping 100000 sort of user base to grow their business we think that is our core capability so as we see forward we think and i fundamentally as a founder i believe that one should exploit their own core capability fast right you go out you stretch yourself where you are good at right so i think we are good at the, in the transaction and the payment space we are going to expand explora into you know new revenues right which is pretty much coming soon i'll still keep it wrapped and uh, we're going to you know we're going to expand and uh, play out our own goal because we have a set of customer base, we can easily reach out and do the same thing which I now explained in terms of going after. But in a, in a brief, we are getting into a multi-product business. Right? We believe that we have spent time and we are willing to build bigger bigger values for the company and the stakeholders. So we're going to take that core capability and try newer products around it. Perfect. Awesome. That's interesting, Santosh. And uh, I think I think that's our time for now. And uh, thanks a lot for showing up and taking the time for do, doing this. And uh, again, so I just uh, so uh, like a little in, uh, little inside thing for 
uh, all the listeners is Santosh and Explara are looking for an excellent content writer. So you already heard about what Explara has uh, about Explara's journey and uh, from recent post on LinkedIn through Santosh, like they are looking for a excellent content writer. So if you are one and or if you know one. So please refer uh, to Explara and you can write to him. I can include his email address uh, in the description and you can reach out and join this amazing startup. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot, Santosh. It, it was great talking to you. Thank you, Sunil. Thank you, Pleasure. Pleasure being here. Thanks, Santosh. It was great talking to you. Thanks, Abhilad. Cheers. Bye.